I could eat a page for hours. Please. Kiss me. Greetings and salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate cage cast, where we discuss each of the National Treasure's thriving cinematic masterpieces and his life. We also try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom we can from his character that week. And as Perb said before to my sister, I am Donnie, the boy who blew Adrian. And Adrian <laughs> is... God damn. I forgot all about that. I'm Adrian, and I had pizza today. <laughs> I'm Linda, and I'm experiencing roid rage. Well, Because right. you full of drugs? <laughs> yes. I've got a really shitty ear infection, and I can't hear... Infection? Yeah, I can't quite figure it out. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I still can't hear out of my Was right that infunction this week's movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess it's appropriate for this movie, but uh yeah, I'm on my second cycle of antibiotics and yesterday the doctor decided to put me on steroids, so um I might get a bit of roid rage and uh that ought to be fun. And um, hey, speaking of cycles, Donnie, why don't you tell us about this week yeah. about how uh, Nicolas Cage and Judge Reinhold are on the same cycle? I shall. And it's totally understandable your circumstances, Linda, because as we all learned this week, it's really hard to podcast when you got a big red snatch coming right against your face. <laughs> so we're going to begin with a little submission here. <clears throat> I call this the creepy cage. The creepy cage in a Judge Reinhold's life did wonder. Between Erica Anderson's thighs, he did plunder. While he shook her naked and ate her alive, Reinhold's manhood dwindled as Cage's trunk thrived. To the bayou we race, but who will survive? We watched Zandali this week and asked ourselves why. Make sure all accounts are payable and you wear nothing under your dress. That was a poem by Danny Dangus. And today we're talking about Zandali. We sure are. Um, Sadly. I feel like I should snap. <laughs> like, I don't... This is a this is a this is a cage movie that is so obscure that there was a joke about its obscurity on an episode of the Quirks cartoon show. Jesus, Oof. which itself is slightly obscure. Hmm. <sighs> so um, I guess we <laughs> well, should. Well, hey, hey, before before we try to understand it, I'll, uh, I could just fire out some uh, some stats here, and uh, and we could see if if, uh, if you make anything of those. Unless you had a profound conclusion going in, you know, you want you want to give people a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a, you know, a local here before we go to the surgery. Go ahead and uh, give the stats, and uh, then I think we should give okay. a summary of uh, the movie. Creepy cage. Hmm. Okay, so our our director is a guy, no joke, named Sam Pillsbury. <laughs> Uh, um, so, uh, he's, he's got an interesting range of credits. Uh, he, for one thing, he was the writer on the Australian science fiction movie, The Quiet Earth in 1985. Hmm. Um, but he did not exactly set the world on fire as a director. Uh, some of his directorial credits include National Lampoon's Endless Bummer. Oh. Free Willy 3, The Rescue. <laughs> the best and a whole lot of made for tv crap like 15 and pregnant oh shit My uh story. this <laughs> <laughs> oh no he done bad that there was the man mm -hmm. <laughs> uh apparently the screenplay for this movie uh liberally ripped off an emile zola novel um but it, the screenplay was by a marie kornhauser uh, who wrote a Mickey Rourke thing called The Last Ride in 1994, and a thriller from 2000 called Housebound, a.k.a. Kitchen Pri Privileges, um, neither of which seemed to matter at all. Uh, our movie was shot by cinematographer Walt Lloyd, who did uh, Soderbergh's Kafka, which is probably his best work, and uh, the original The Hitcher, hmm. and not one, but two Albert Pyun movies. Oh my. I know, right? Uh, our, our musical score was by Pray for Rain, who also scored a couple of Alex Cox movies, including Sid and Nancy. And, uh, our title character, Zandalee, is Erica Anderson, who previous to this was in A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Ooh, and she was on Dream On. 
She she's not the first chick and she's not the second chick. She is the third chick in that one. Sandalee. Yeah. Kind of like her role in real life. Um she was also Steve Railsback's victim in Roger Corman's Quake. <laughs> and very appropriately, she appeared on an episode of Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> Yeah. And Dream On. Uh, also, <laughs> apparently, uh, and Dream On, and apparently <laughs> the character of Zandali smells like toast. <laughs> now, we don't know what kind of toast. Maybe Cage just has toast that he makes where the bread's made out of skin. You know, that Usually made me wonder. You have a stroke? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> say. Like, it, it made me wonder if he was actually having a stroke when he was thinking about her. Well, I, I just need to know. It's like, was it what, was it wheat? Was it rye? Was it like honey oat? What was it? What kind of toast? God, did, sourdough? Was there marmalade? How that bitch smell? She smell good or what? <laughs> like yeast and dough. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! That sounds like a problem. <laughs> Make the bad movie go away. <laughs> Um, I learned while researching uh, this week's movie that uh, Judge Reinhold's real name is Edward Ernest Reinhold. Judge is, in fact, only a nickname. Oh. He he was nicknamed that by his father when he was a baby, because apparently as a baby, he looked very stern. I was hoping it was a stage name. Oh, and um, <laughs> yeah, that would, that would back work too. when we were um, reviewing uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, we had decided that he had been acting by carrying a, um, a dildo in his A uh, dildo, yes. But yes. we see in this movie that he is indeed not using that form of acting. Only in that movie. one scene. Yeah, because we I, do see... I think for this movie, funny. he should have tried the dildo in his mouth. You know, that's just my opinion. That he could have. how he got the accent. Right. That is true. This is um this is kind of a, a career slump for him, and he's mm-hmm. had a couple. But this is this is in the in the desert between uh, Beverly Hills Cop Two and Beverly Hills Cop Three. Um, we should... after which he was also in the Santa Claus. Uh, and and he did vice versa, like right after Beverly Hills Cop oh, Two. Yeah. So don't even try counting that one. <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to be excited about it. <laughs> um, Do not um, trash okay. him I... and Fred Savage. Let, let me let me get on to the uh, really important would. cast members here, though. Um, Joe Pantoliano, born nineteen fifty one, uh, who appears in this movie as a cross dressing gay guy, uh, was in Taylor Hackford's The Idol Maker. He was in Andrew Davis's underrated The Final Terror, uh, and he played Doc Robbins in Eddie and the Cruisers. And then uh, after this, he got to be in The Fugitive, and that's basically started his mainstream career, which led to bullshit like The Matrix and that Ben Affleck Daredevil. And he totally steals the show. He and uh, Steve Buscemi in this movie. Well, yeah, Steve Buscemi is is the the other one here. Yeah, he is the bell of his sweetheart's balls. He's the bell of his sweetheart's balls. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I suppose we should probably give a summary of the movie before we get too in-depth. I was about to give a summary of Mr. Buscemi. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Come on, man. He's the other star. <laughs> Steve Buscemi was born in 1957. He appeared in a pretty good 1986 gay movie called Parting Glances and a pretty bad straight movie called Kiss Daddy Goodnight with Yuma Thurman, which has a three-note score. Um, then he wound up in stuff like King of New York and Miller's Crossing and then, of course, Reservoir Dogs and, you know, the rest is history. All, he also did voice work and appeared in an episode of Miami Vice. And apparently this week we watched a movie called Zandali, but Zandali. why should we talk about that? Well, it's kind of funny because they Zandali. picked so many uh, actors from New York uh, to be in a movie that's very decidedly set in New Orleans. With amazing accents. With amazing accent, yeah. except for Nick Cage, he doesn't even try to to go with because an he doesn't want to. It's like everyone's the doing part an accent. He's like where oh, he's getting conform. the laundry room blowjob. He sounded very much <laughs> like H. I. McDonough when he said, "I'll be there in a minute." Yeah, yes, right. he did. <laughs> <laughs> I just believe I am getting mocked and dick sucked right now. So, uh, yeah, it, it opens in New Orleans, and it and it reminds you at almost every That's chance. That's big easy, darling. It it can't it gets to uh, it reminds you that yeah, it's fucking New Orleans, and yeah, like everything's in the goddamn French Quarter all the time, hanging out under those pretentious balconies, being all like, ah, oh, where could we be? It certainly is not Tulsa, but New Orleans. Yeah, and it does like to constantly remind you, Erica Anderson's is really dick starved. 
but do continue. <laughs> well, I don't know. I maybe I had a different reading of it since I am a woman, but um, you're I, also on lots of meds. True, <laughs> but um, I I don't know. It, it to me it seemed like it, it's a movie about a woman who is very depressed with her life. Uh, she the man that she loves and is in love with uh, has lost all his passion. And um, that he used to be a, a poet, a passionate poet, and uh, they used to do it like crazy. And now he can't lay no pipe on account of he works for that cable company. He is a paraplegic of the soul. Of the soul. Of the soul. <laughs> ah, the Black Rose of Fate. <laughs> and uh, he takes over his dad's company. That the big telecom company, and Southern Calm, and which I kept hoping was like Southern Comfort, but then it was like, oh, it's a communications thing, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's it's a little cool on what you should be drinking when you watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. and so yeah, he can't get it up anymore because uh, I guess he's under so much stress. And his old childhood friend comes back to town, Johnny, played by Nick Cage. Johnny Collins. Johnny Collins. Black Rose of Feet. <laughs> and um, yeah, you're my favorite customer, Johnny. <laughs> um, we're gonna have to get into that because this is like like Frodo, uh, the room. Yeah, this was the French room. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it, it, it is the Bayou Room and Fast Forward, me and me. It's like what the room was trying to be, I guess. But, I guarantee. I guarantee. <laughs> but, uh, so, anyway, Johnny comes back to town. He's got a job working under uh, under Judge Reinhold's character, the, the poet. And um, he is a painter. Who has all that passion that uh, that Zandalee fell in love with? Because uh, um, if I can't paint, life just turns to shit. Exactly. He has spontaneity, and um, he is not drugs. a very good friend of no. Judge Reinhold's character. <laughs> you don't say. Um, Judge Reinhold's character, by the way, is named Tari. And anyway, um, Johnny... And the original title was Adios, Thierry. Oh. And what's even worse, his name is spelled like the French name, which is actually Thierry. Yeah, that's yeah. what I, I, I thought, but like, because I, I watch all my movies with uh, the subtitles. We can't really tell what, what, how, how, how these names are supposed to be said or anything else well, because Judge Zandley. Reinhold's doing a, 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 a Colonel Sanders accent. Yeah. Uh, Freaking, yeah, no, Zandali goes in and out of hers. Uh, Cage well, doesn't really try, you know, well, and even everybody just saying, else. Is, even just saying the name Zandali, it's yes. Reinhold says Zandali. Cage says Zandalay. Oh, no, he says Zandalay. Yes, Zondalay. <laughs> I think it's. A, I don't know. How, no matter how you say it, it's. A, I. I. You know. Yeah. No. At least don't call your movie that, for the love of God, and don't call it Audios Terry either. They should have called it the Black Rose of Fate. And um, yes. the actress, uh, what's her face? Um, okay, I'm totally well. Zandalay Anderson. Erica Anderson. Yeah, Erica. Not don't we've, call we've, me Pamela. We've, we just said Erica Anderson far more than anybody else has ever said Erica Anderson. She only did like ten movies. Exactly. You're welcome, Erica Anderson. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be like Candyman. <laughs> she's gonna appear. Oh, naked. She's going to appear. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, there dick. actually is. There's a there's a full height mirror on my closet door in here, and I am kind of looking at it. So I'm I'm in danger right now. Thanks a lot, you guys. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, and we should say that it, within the first five minutes of the movie, there is full frontal uh, Erica Anderson. Zandali. Yeah, yeah. No, Joe Bob Briggs would score this pretty high on the on the on the That's on the true. nipple count here because yes. there's a lot of nipple. But uh, that made me scared uh, that we were going to see Judge Reinhold Reinass, and we did. Well, we yeah yeah um, yeah we see we see we see more of Judge Reinhold that we. This this was a, this was just a weird choice for him. This is so Definitely. contrary to the whole to all the other Reinhold things. It was nineties drama. Mm. 
Yeah, it, it, well, no, I, I had a, I had a very powerful impression uh, from this movie based on the, on the weird, the weird drama with the odd yeah. suicides and such, um, and the fact that it is oversexed and there's attempted stylization. Yeah. yeah. Like I came very strongly to the conclusion early on that this should have just been an episode of the Red Shoe Diaries. It should have. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, like this, this, this is, kinda... this is not a real movie. This, this no. is a fucking Zalman King movie. This is like where, where people are like. Like, their passion overcomes them so hard that they come a lot and then kill themselves. This is one of those weird time capsule pieces where it's like the 90s was just trying to figure out what the fuck it was. Because it was right. just yeah. out of the 80s. So, it's just the same thing with how disco movies were still being made at the end of the disco era still. And people right, like, eh. yeah. All the way in 82. What this is going to be. Well, and so we we should say that, um, first of all, Zandalee was, uh, well, Erica Anderson, she was actually born in England. So I I felt it was, it was okay. Like, you know, comparing her to the other uh, main actors, like her accent was okay, considering she had the most uh, to overcome accent wise. But um, that is a time honored thing, though, us getting yeah. Aussies and Brits as Americans and never knowing it. Like oh, Rod yeah. Taylor was Australian. You know, oh, I didn't yeah. know that before, like the other month. Well, even Slaughter High, it's an entirely British cast that they tried passing off as English. You know, uh, uh, say, say what you will, but American. but Brits uh, generally uh, nail the American accent better than the Canadians do. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm really sorry. You want to go to go to the pep rally later, right? <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, so, uh, within when, uh, like within a minute of meeting her, uh, Johnny, the, the great childhood friend of Tari is all like, yeah, I want to fuck your wife. Um, yeah, <laughs> like, we're going to be seeing a lot of each other. Like, and by that, I mean my dick. I'm a painter and you know me to be a womanizer. <laughs> Remember back in the day? <laughs> oh yes. I recall when we had all the sex. <laughs> but he has all the passion that her husband Tari is lacking, and so and the um, film has the passion of Tennessee Williams. He kind of like almost forcefully like starts up a almost an affair with her. Almost, <laughs> almost. <laughs> okay. So I I keep I I keep I keep referencing this scene, but this is the scene where they meet in the street, and and yeah. and Cage has these hilarious like work goggles on, I guess, because he works for the cable company. He's in his cable guy outfit, so porno. Uh, he's got his long hair and goatee and, and, and he pulls up his sleeve and shows her his tattoo. And he says, the black rose of fate want one. And he whips out a Sharpie and is about to draw on her arm when she pulls away. <laughs> Cause he's an artist. But then like, he kind of like corners her up against like a kind gate of. and then like tells her that he likes it when she doesn't wear anything underneath and so she drops her her chonies into a puddle of water, and I'm just thinking, <laughs> you just ruined a perfectly fine pair of chonies. What are you doing, man? Like that's well, gross. Well, what are you kind talking about wrong. later on, ma'am? Somebody's gonna find those and be mighty grateful. <laughs> Put them in my pocket and think all day I've about how lucky I'll be. Chonies. Yes, they're normally I felt I had to pay for these in the vending machine out in Tokyo, I expect. But <laughs> maybe it's a uh-huh. sign of how old I'm getting. Where I'm like, I'm not like, ooh, this is hot. I'm like, what are I know you you're doing? like, well, what about your underpants? <laughs> What is wrong with you? Like you watch Fatal Attraction, you're like, do the dishes, quit doing it all the time. <laughs> there was much. nothing hot about this movie at all. Even Nick Cage. Oh no, yeah, no. Then finger blasting. No, her. yeah, no. He's he's, he's dips his, his fingers in the blue and yellow paint and is dragging <laughs> him down pain. the middle of her chest all the way to her her bush there. You know, it's like <laughs> yes. it's like. Okay. It's like, well, you know, that's not going to wash so, out easy. Thanks, Donnie, Nick Cage. As our resident painter, how hard is it to get paint out of pubes? Very <laughs> surprisingly. And uh, actually, Google some fun things. There is an artist who actually paints with his penis. And even he admits it wasn't the wisest decision considering what's in uh, oil paint. So, and, yeah. You don't want to have that other artist who paints by squirting it out of his asshole too, but you know. That's true. I feel like that 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 disposal system's a little more equipped yeah, for oil it, paint. It's you're better off just going to a strip club in Amsterdam where they just hold the paintbrush inside their vagina and do a little sketch painting for you. It's so, much so more speaking sanitary. speaking of gross things and, and 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 vaginas, there's a part in this movie where Judge Reinhold tells a story 
about, I, I guess, guess, this brothel. Yeah, the, yeah, this oh, dessert. Yeah. So it was like, he says, imagine cherries boiled in cream, sweetened with absinthe, and served inside the privates of, of I think he said quadroon whore or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah, that's 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 what I want. I want my freaking uh, Stouffer's dessert shoved up some hooker's twat. <laughs> yes, but also remember how wonderfully acceptable it was for Cage to add, is that what your wife is making us right now in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you. You want some desserts, eh, Lily? Yeah, I, I'm not cheating on your wife, but I'm gonna eat dessert out of her pussy. <laughs> well, Judge Reinhold is highly concerned with a man's honor. I mean, he went in it Rome yeah. <laughs> at all. So he, he does. He talks like damn Colonel Sanders the whole damn movie. <laughs> he does. Secret ups and spices. To the proverbial dueling post. <laughs> to the dueling oak. <laughs> Set so, sail, Mr. Christian! Yes, they have a, uh, a an affair, and uh, it, it really seems very reluctant on her part, but... Um, well, you know, sense. like ro- romance, romance used to be rapey, I guess. I yeah, think we're finding out from a lot of yeah. this. This is another, this is another rapey cage. Well, it's yeah. so weird because like she's so resistant to having this affair, but at the same time, cause like she really, really loves Tari, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, she gets jealous of, uh, his girlfriend. He brings Marissa Tomei over. Yes. By the way. Speaking Marissa of stars. Tomei. Yeah. <laughs> who, who, she she comes in and she tries to save the movie and they just won't let her. They're like, get out of here, Marissa Tomei, with your entertainment value. We knew we were making trash. Get out of here. Also, another. <laughs> we don't need New you and your fancy Oscar. <laughs> another what? Another New Yorker. That's true. Brought in. That, and, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Forced to do a, 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 a New Orleans accent. But well, uh, maybe, maybe New Orleans is like up here where nobody's from here. I mean, none of us are from here. That's know. true. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so uh, they start this affair. Tari catches on. He could sense that it's going on. And uh, at- yeah, he uses his silver sonic and hears him doing it in the laundry room, I guess. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, because uh, they decide that uh, with him in the next room, that's the best time for her to uh, give him a, a yes. give Johnny a blowy. Speaking of that scene, I'd like to address uh, the fact that in this movie, people frequently use the term coon ass. Yes. Yeah. So, like, will, will you take my coon ass dick inside you? I was... You're going totally coon ass, man. What the hell does that mean? That's what I was wondering. I was thinking, like, wait, is, is this racist? Is, it, or is that it the racist crazy? thing it sounds like? Or is it about, like, a coon hound or a raccoon's ass being no stripy? Fucking clue. Like, what are they talking about? Are they rabid? I don't know. He's got a rabid penis. It keeps leaking. <laughs> David Cronenberg's Zandali. <laughs> hey, that'd be way better. Um, uh, James Spader and Deborah Kara Unger. Spader. True. Do please Spader. continue. Uh, so, yeah. Awesome. Um, so she gets jealous of his girlfriends for some reason, and then uh, she keeps calling out Therese's name or like. Trying to get Johnny to yeah, say call my name a couple of times, yeah. And she says Tari, which he's like, "Hey, that's not cool. And, <laughs> that's not my name." Hey, and hey, um, Johnny Collins here. <laughs> Tari finds out, and he's like, at first he gets drunk and and all mopey and and pissed off about it, and then he's like, "No, actually, it's cool because my Zandali should be uh, pleasured." And then, and when you're crying, you <laughs> just bring on the rain. Hey, stop your crying. Hey, be happy again. And then he um, he decides to meet up with Johnny on a fishing trip where they used to go fishing all the time. I, I, I think I think I think he got that the other way. I think he kind yeah. of invited himself. I, I think well, I think that was supposed to be just a him and Zan thing, but he told Johnny Collins we about it. We all had it, so. very different yeah. takes on this. Well, okay, I think we all had takes on this because the the movie itself did not really appear to have a clear interpretation. No, there's, like, no fucking cohesion. Like, there's attempted thematics here, and there's this sort of vague thing about, like, Judge Reinhold's character, Terry, being, like, into honor and, like, wanting his wife satisfied and, like... 
wanting to kill himself or mm-hmm. kill others or something or being apparently if you want to be a poet but work for a cable company it's just not going to work out for you well, I was okay. here all afternoon. I hear the cops there. I'm just wanting to clear that now since we have listeners. Oh, well, you know, I hear cops too. Yeah, me too. Um, what the hell? So, uh, yeah, they go on this trip, uh, he and uh, Zayandaling, and they, everything seems to be going really well. They, they, I think they even actually are <laughs> they, able to they do They successfully it. copulate. Yeah, she says, see, all our parts work. Yeah. Yeah. To assure the viewer, because they opted out from the NC-17 rating, which this originally was. And things seem great, uh, but then they run into Johnny, and uh, uh, then, then, then Tari and Johnny decide to dance. Hey, yeah, this ridiculous <laughs> scene where they dance the god awful Zydeco music. And I was out, so out there pissed on the dock. because I was thinking like two guys, two relatively attractive men dancing together. This should be hot. This should make me want them to have an affair. No, it was militantly unhot. And and no, it, that's just another nail in the coffin. It's like we were going to make a fun sex movie, but we'd rather be pretentious. They should have just fucked and got it over with. I really right? wish that they would have. It would have solved everything. But uh, it was so fucking awkward. And they were both mm. really into it and taking it very seriously, which is well, kind of You gotta understand that it's not really about them. It's about the city of New Orleans. It's like a third character, you know? Like, oh, yeah, God, it's yeah. like it's like a theme. Uh, and, you know, we like, really felt that it was like important to the story and stuff, you know? Well, I was thinking, like, oh, okay, so I guess they're going to have a threesome now? But no. <laughs> No. No, you um, get the dumb bit where they where they where they're just going really fast in the speedboat and Judge Reinhold kills himself for seemingly no reason. Well, first you find out that Judge Reinhold has a gun. He brought a gun. He has this little ridiculous gun. He aims it And it at, works. He fires it off a couple of times. Yeah, he aims it at her, then he aims it at Johnny, and then he aims it at himself. And they're all like, Oh no, come on. All because she no. wouldn't come and get her own beer. Yeah. <laughs> And then he he shoots it off in the distance at nothing in particular. And then he says that he's gone coon ass. And uh, no, Johnny yes. says he's gone coon ass. And Johnny he says, tells um, tells Terry that he's gone coon ass. Yeah, and uh, Terry says that uh, it, it come when in your New Orleans it comes to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, said you in the backwoods. Yeah. When you in the backwoods, they come to you. <laughs> That's right. That, that that whole part where where Judge Reinhold just turns into a cartoon character on the Bayou that just should have been the whole movie. Sa- it should have been sa- like Nicolas Cage and, and what's her name ca- camping in the backwoods when they're stalked by the Reinhold. <laughs> you come to the backwoods, man, I mean. Yes. Um, so then they're they're going on they're on the boat and Johnny's going really really fast and Tari decides to start shooting his gun off randomly Whee! again and uh Johnny uh turn takes a quick turn knocks Tari out of the boat and Tari um starts drowning and so uh she uh Zandali's like oh no I better go try to save him he kind of has this. I best, I get, I best retrieve and him. And that's where oh, Nick Cage what? punches her, right? Uh, so, is that what? Yeah, no, in I the boat. He... When she goes to go diving in oh. to save her husband. Oh, like, yes. No, you got to stay here. And she's like, I'm going to slap you. He's like, bitches get punched. And then he punches her. <laughs> and then Cage dives in also to save Judge Reinhold. And Judge Reinhold bites him. And On the goes neck. Under. Yeah. He bite, yeah. Yeah. Sexy. <laughs> And now he's a vampire. A Interview vampire. with a vampire stole all its ideas from this movie. <laughs> and so, well, Terry couldn't help it because everybody betrayed him. Yes. <laughs> and then um, he just lets Even himself Even though Cage drown. offered to share that peach with him. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he, he lets himself drown. And uh, you know that he drowned because the next scene has Zandali visiting his grave and Steve Buscemi, the um, I guess he's like a work release convict. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does sanitation. Well, he's in yeah. the jail. Yeah. He does crime bad. He yeah. does, he does crimes. <laughs> and, and then he walks up and says, "So <laughs> he got stabbed by Big Dick Man. Well, you stood by. Am I right? All right." Yes. 
And she offers I don't know if I made this clear, but we are in the South. <laughs> so she's she's like mourning her her husband, her late husband, graveside, and she offers Steve Buscemi's character chicken and chicken biscuits. Chicken and biscuits. <laughs> and I thought, like, finally a scene I can relate to. <laughs> but he says he's a vegetarian, which means it's a cracker now. What do I need the original thing for? Get with the times. <laughs> So, and you know, I've got to say that also being a New Yorker, Steve Buscemi's rocking the fuck out of the accent. And so is uh, um, Joe Pantoliano. Pantoliano. Joe Pantoliano, who's playing the the ridiculous, uh, you know, non-threatening gay friend who, who hits people doing a drug transaction with fire irons out in front of their dress shop. Yeah, he, he was pretty badass. I think I felt like he really, uh, he and Steve Buscemi really took the movie. Does this conclude your take on the film? Oh, no. So, okay, then. Um, so, as it turns out... Uh, it was all a dream. Yes. <laughs> it was all a dream. They were all It turns in a out slope. that Terry was dead the whole time. <laughs> so, uh, Johnny owes a drug money, and his uh, drug dealer says that he's got to get his uh, accounts payable. Chris R. <laughs> Chris R, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh so he still owes the 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 dealer money it doesn't pay up so the dealer comes along and he leaves messages on his on his answering machine saying you gotta make accounts payable man yep and then he uh he finds him he, he pulls out a gun and then Zandalee's like oh hey he's got a gun I'm going to jump in front of it because I'm going to oh, be dead no. like my husband. And uh, Right. No, and he empties an entire clip into Zandali uh, or yeah, sh- shoots her a couple of times. And Nicolas Cage is still standing there and he's like, well, you got to make accounts payable. I mean, I guess I could shoot you too, but bye. <laughs> my job's done. Whee! It was just a civil action. <laughs> you made accounts payable. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Drugs equal one mistress. And that was that. Okay. I, oh my God. I had yeah, a completely different experience with this because I know okay. you're saying that she was about the passion. This is like when, Rashomon right now. <laughs> when she's out jogging every time, they're even mm-hmm. trying to show she's all about thrills. She goes mm-hmm. and dodges like right in front of the front train. Of train. Yeah. Yes. As it passes, she comes within a foot of a fucking locomotive. Her oh. friend, her gay friend is constantly on about how she needs to get deep dicked because her mind mm-hmm. is elsewhere. She goes to a club with him on Bourbon Street and she witnesses a sex act on stage and she is like staring, drooling at this guy having this More girl Solomon gyrating King. her face into his crotch. So she comes home and tries to And that to be scene is the best music in the whole film. Yeah. It's like she tries to be spontaneous with Mr. Reinhold's wang. And she's like, yeah, let's have some hard fucking. He's like, oh, but I'm so passionate and I can't get it up right now. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like a Reinhold cowboy. Like, oh, fine. Whatever. I'll go take care of myself. I got to go to the bathroom. I have a headache. Good night. And like Cage comes around and he's like, hey, I'm dangerous and I'm spontaneous. And she doesn't really like him. She's kind of like finding all these excuses for excuses not to like him. And she just thinks he's shit. Yeah, she's like, uh, your but painting's like, dumb. It was a trope back Dude. then, too, of the whole, oh, you're gross and disgusting, but it turns me on. So she gives into this, and he does semi-rape her a lot. Because he's like, I know what you want, and I know what you need, and I'm going to give it to you. He pretty much has to start it by forcing it on her every yeah. time. Yeah, and I mean, even that, it's like the thing that made sense that you touched on, too, was how she goes from, fuck me anytime, anywhere you like, to, I can't do this anymore, in 0.5 sections. Oh, wait, and no. It just- <laughs> happens with her the quote is i can't do this anymore i can't be what you want me to be and johnny says yes you can roll on your stomach yes exactly (laughs) but even more it's me and me she turned on a new orleans dime no the only thing i kind of liked but still was fucking the only thing that was hilarious to me was I'm guessing it's Reinhold's mom they were living with the whole fucking time. I think it's his it, grandma. It, that, that, that's his grandma, yeah. Yeah, his grandma. And, how it's and like she, she has a she has a lover too from back yeah, in the day. See, that's what gets mm-hmm. me. It's like she knew Zandalee was getting dick on the side, and she and like she, tries she loves to it. Tell her that. She think, yeah, yeah. She's like she low key tries to tell her this by saying, "Hey, you know, I got me a guy I see when I got mm-hmm. needs." 
And Zandalin's response is, we need to have a dinner with him. It's like, bitch, yeah, yeah, you're you... listening to what I'm saying to you. It's like, infidelity's neat. Yeah. <laughs> except, when, like... except when my uh, guy I'm cheating with cheats on me, that part yeah. ain't cool. And the, hey. after Reinhold suspects what's going on and he starts getting mad about it, he's just not man enough to do something about it. It's, what did you do to your hair? Yeah, it like, does not become you, Zandalin. Like, honor and shit like that, which it likely does. It's just not in his character. And that's why he gets really pissed off about it, and Zandali decides, okay, I'm going to come forward about this only after Cage misses one of their bang appointments, and she has to stand in his <laughs> room right. and listen to all these women going, I want your dick, Cage! Give yeah, because uh, Reinhold calls uh, Cage into his office there, and it's like, I yeah. bought you lunch. He's like, I'm eating a peach. I can eat peaches for days. <laughs> <laughs> the like, Allen Brothers are my favorite band just saying yeah and it's like she finally goes to him and says hey this is what's been going on let's get a fresh start so it's like yeah let's go on our little vacation but you can tell reinhold's lost it because he tells cage exactly where they're going mm-hmm. and he does he's like i can go solve this but let's have a train wreck there. yeah and it's like once things are going great and cage appears he doesn't look pissed off he's just like i wondered when you would show up what took you so <laughs> long like, and that's how he introduces it. He's like, he yeah, it's like, totally it's like, are you, are you nauseous right now? Are you mad? Are you delighted? You seem yeah. a little delighted. <laughs> that's why I think he just planned on this happening and killing them because this was an elaborate starts, suicide. This yeah, is the ultimate cuckold fantasy. Going off the deep end. And especially once they start driving off to that secret location and he lets cage drive and starts shooting off in every direction around them. It's like, that was his plan. They all kind of acted, Cage and Zandali acted like, oh my god, we're going to fucking die. Why are we doing this? But then he's like, he still can't do it. It's when he gets knocked out of the boat, he's like, you know what, fuck it, this oh, ain't worth dude, it. And he kills what himself. if this had turned into Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry with a speedboat? They it like really go in front of a barge amazing. and blow up? It would have been amazing, or if they had redone this as the fucking, uh, oh god, right, um, what, like Burt Reynolds Wild movie. Oh, oh, Deliverance? <laughs> Not oh, Deliverance. man! Yeah, no, Jesus. that's a Southern Pride movie I could get behind. I mean, that would have been amazing, yeah, but I'm talking about fucking... I declare I shall squeal like a pig. I'm talking about fucking hoverboats, man. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I know what you're talking about. Jesus oh, fuck. Well, that, well that, that settles it. We should have watched Gator. Yes, yes, we should have watched Gator. Yeah, obviously. but I mean, it's like, even at the end of this. This is why I hate this movie so fucking much. Is that Cage is the creepiest fucker in this entire movie, but he just no one can resist his dick. Oh, and oh, even I got Reinhold what he looks dies, like. Um, yeah. I finally figured out who he looks like. He looks like a um a not even sort of kind of hot junky style Captain Morgan. Pretty much. I just yeah. thought he was trying to be like a goateed Adrian Paul from Highlander the TV series. I could see that. Uh, see, see, like the reason even... he's the only one who survives this movie is because he <laughs> is immortal. It was shot in real time. Which even cracks me up is once they're back and Zandali is like depressed as uh-huh. fuck. The guy's grandma's like, bitch, I don't want anything to do with you because you didn't listen to a fucking thing I said. And Zandalee's like, I'm going like, to pick up ants from the sidewalk yeah. with my Lee press-on nails, because that's not weird at all. Yeah, and Cage is still like, oh, I'm depressed, I can't make new art, but I still want to fuck Zandalee. And now she's the one that has a paraplegic of the soul, and Nick Cage has to, like, wrestle his hand free from her vagina dentata, which was really <laughs> fucking hilarious. And it's like, oh, I don't want you. Like, but baby, I want you. I'm gonna stalk you openly in the streets. And then, baby, like, oh, I'm finally a want you. A gun, I can get the fuck out of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me off this movie. It's like, but there's, there's a, want... there's a, there's a third thing though. There's another thing that nobody's mentioned yet though. Hmm. Um, there, there's this, there's this, like, like apart, apart, apart from the hornball, dissatisfied, like lost, like thrill seeking thing. Like in in this in this fucking quagmire of a mess, there's also the weird uh, religious under theme too. Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Because uh, she, there's supposed to be this theme about her being self-sacrificing, and like her yeah. giving herself to Cage is like almost part of the being self-sacrificing thing. There's a part where she's walking down the street, almost guys like, "You got anything for me?" And it's raining, and she gives him her her, her whole umbrella. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And then later takes the bullets and she like and she goes to church and Cage finds her there. And Cage is like, aren't we the real church? Strike me down, God. And then they fuck in the confessional. <laughs> it's like this movie tells, really yeah, wanted to be Louis Maul's uh, damage with the uh, with the uh, with the uh, fucking um, uh, Jeremy Irons, except yeah. uh, except the aggressor sexually is different in this one. Well, it's even the line that Reinhold gives her when she starts confessing this to her, and he's like, "I'm not gonna, I can't absolve you of your sins." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 I'm not it's, your confessor. It's, it's, and like, yeah. like, like then, tor- towards the end, after the death, like she, she's jogging, she stops in front of the church, and she yeah. either has searing gas pains or a religious experience, and like she's about to, <laughs> yeah. she's gonna go be Saint Joan of Arc after <laughs> gonna crucify herself on penises and um steve buscemi's character says it's like i always say be careful what you want you might just get it speak it once in the heart and amen hallelujah it's there that's a yeah. religious heart effect and don't forget cages of mortal words people die people die people <laughs> die <laughs> <laughs> It was as if the cruel hands of fate had chosen this exact moment, those exact words, to reach out for our dear Adrian. For within the next few horrifying moments recorded during our podcast, we heard him struggle with his sanity and very soon his own life. As a familiar skittering sound grew maddeningly closer, louder through his microphone, it was the unmistakable skittering of razor-sharp talons across Destiny's floorboards. A pack of ravenous, murder-hungry weasels had returned and had caught Adrian unaware and began mauling his face, burrowing into the husk that once was his beautiful body. As we considered our options, we realized in Linda's passing and reanimation, we had all used our Patreon money and we had none left. We were cut off from our mother's weekly allowance. We were unable to obtain, let alone afford, the help of Dr. Herbert West. Instead, we employed his cheaper alternative. A homeless man wielding a stick and babbling nonsense on the street. A shaman named Derbert East. Derbert East was able to conjure Adrian back from the Netherworlds so we could continue our podcast. I was becoming frightened as the doomed realization began to find its way into my mind. I was now the last surviving member of this podcast, a man surrounded by the reanimated, grasping to his sanity, hoping for a substantial living. But that was a story for another time. Now, we continue with our podcast. And how about them face-offs, though? Yeah, how about them face-offs? Good take his face um, off. <laughs> for Zandily, <laughs> though. My, the uh, Zandily face-offs. I've got a good uh, uh, dream team I put together. Oh. So, I've got... Uh, is as uh, Johnny, my favorite customer, I would put Christian Slater because he doesn't creep me out and I'd be okay with the sex, the sexy sex. And as long as uh, it's 1991, Christian Slater, exactly. Yeah, that's very important, especially important for my choice for Zandali because my choice is Madeline Kahn, and it's important that she's alive at the time. Um, because I want to see full frontal Madeline Khan. Because when that red snatch is up in your face, yeah. um, if she'd done a Blake Edwards movie, we would have got that. Actually, uh-huh. I kind of prefer if she was dead. Then you could do a weekend at Bernie's thing. And just <laughs> God damn it! The puppeteers. We're right back to Never on Tuesday now. <laughs> <laughs> Zandali prefers me, Terry. <laughs> I declare, Johnny Collins, Zandali prefers me. She said so. <laughs> She's talking well, right now. That. She likes me better. <laughs> Why, Johnny, give her back Zandalee's jaw. <laughs> <laughs> She's all taped together. <laughs> I guess that's the proverbial jaw-dropping moment. <laughs> I, 
Imagine if you will. Two southern fried assholes and their corpse lover. <laughs> and uh, as Tari, I would have Jean-Claude Van Damme to see his buns and to hear his attempt at the accident. Oh, we'd have to do and the splits when the splits. going down. Yeah. Uh. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I will be at that red snatch any moment now. <laughs> I like to write the poetry. <laughs> Fender! <laughs> yes, you can. Roll over on your stomach. <laughs> I just like to take the opportunity to uh, what, if, what if Steven Skull started saying Lee played uh, all three roles? Yeah. <laughs> We're just experimenting Johnny experimenting with my ponytail right now. Well um, I have to stand Steven by Steven Seagal? Yes. <laughs> Actually, yes, Steven Seagal in all three parts. <laughs> I wanna see him make out with himself. <laughs> oh yeah, no, through three D movie technology. Just uh just like yeah. in uh in uh, Jack and Jill. This would be the Jack yeah, and Jill exactly. of the 90s. Yeah. Not while I'm God here. damn it, now I want Adam Sandler playing part of Sandler as well. <laughs> There's ants on the sidewalk. Near me. I'm oh, going to pick on. them up you with my don't. tongue. <laughs> <laughs> they taste so I spicy. I would only be okay with that if they do it like old 90s, 80s style with the split screen. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a very like obvious body double. <laughs> Actually, no. I would cast as uh, the Nick Cage part would be. Oh, not Janine Garofalo. That would be fun, though. <laughs> what? But well, why not switch it up? It's two thousand something something something. But no. Um. Huh. I'd go with Burt Reynolds in the Hell Judge yeah. Reinhold part. All right. That would and probably be too hot. Kathy Ireland in the Xander. Every movie. time. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, huh. Huh. Hmm. 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 McCarthy. I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mr. Motorcycle Face himself from... <laughs> From Rumblefish. Oh, 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 Mickey Rourke, the motorcycle boy. Yes, Mickey Rourke. Oh, Mickey Rourke, he's so fine. I, I, I too would like uh, Mickey Rourke for my for my uh, dark souled uh, Johnny Collins. But I was I was thinking of Eric Roberts for Terry, and I was yeah. I was I was thinking probably Jennifer Beals for Zandalee. And it either either directed by Zalman King or Tony Scott, because that way the sex scenes would at least be better. Hell yeah. Yeah. But I don't think Eric Roberts and Mickey Rourke can be in the same room anymore, can they? Well, they could in 91, couldn't they? Actually, you know, if I wanted, I could go in favor of you all and just say instead of uh, him as Cage, I could go and put the Goots in there. So that way you have him <laughs> and Burt Reynolds together again. No, 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 no. That's too sexy. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, and bring back Elizabeth McGovern. Make it like the spiritual follow up to the bedroom it. Let's window. Get rid of, let's get rid of Burt and put in Tom Selleck. There we go. This would be like <laughs> no! a three men and a baby, no! like prequel that means they originally oh, no. wanted harrison ford but then you know they switched it mother of god <laughs> it's like working girl <laughs> drink me in ladies harrison i work ford in an is? office harrison ford's a working girl about, like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and melanie griffith is terry <laughs> i'm a terrible carpenter your hair doesn't become you Let's drive out on the bayou in this boat. Let's have an awkward dance first, though. Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Oh, I think that face fell all the way off. (laughs) It melted off. Uh, well, now, well, now, now we got to go into all realms, though. Now, let's picture it as a Lifetime original movie. Meredith Baxter is Sandily. Dude. Oh my god. <laughs> well, at least you didn't go Shannon Dory. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca DeMornay um. in a very powerful performance. 
And Sally Field as as Tari. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's, uh, what's her What's her name from Rocky Horror Picture Show? Is Johnny Collins? Susan Sarandon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> if these walls could talk, three. <laughs> I'm going to stick with my Christian Slater, Madeline Cod JCVD. <laughs> hey, all right. Yeah. Thank you. Mumblecore, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we could fit like uh, Asa Akira's like Zandali. Well, there's still the, the potential know. for a good version made in the 70s with Brando and Nicholson, but you know we we can't. Yeah. You know that's uh, turning back time a little yeah. further, but that's in the pre-cage area or the pre-cage cage Brian era. So the cage era. <laughs> so were you guys able to find any cagey wisdom just that nick cage ruins vacations <laughs> um <laughs> if, if you if you uh dump a whole bunch of paint on yourself after wrecking your artist studio and paint yourself black yeah. and try to black it all out just be prepared to get a little in your mouth and it's probably not going to taste that great no that might have been why he was screaming on the floor yeah yeah Either that or he just had I, some I Pepsi Blue either way. <laughs> I know true. y'all haven't seen Twin Peaks for Revival, but that totally made me think of uh, God of Light. <sighs> but um, uh. I found that uh, genuinely, if you suffer from depression, I think you should reach out, talk to friends and maybe a therapist. Like if she had just talked to her friend, uh, uh, I think his name was Jerry, then, you know, I Jerry, think Jerry, that Jerry. there wouldn't have been a fucking movie there and there ain't no well, shame. In also, good well, I mean, there's a couple well, of places she could have reached out, right? You know, like she kept yeah. going to that church and she's like, I wonder yeah. if there's a preacher at this church. I'm just going to have sex and yeah. leave. <laughs> you yeah. know, or reaching out to her friend was basically him saying, go and get fucked. He's <laughs> like, get your dick on and that'll get your mind right. Well, well you know, if she awesome if she you... uh, sort of dicked or got off the pot and made up her mind, maybe that would have maybe that would have solved it, you know, because she was conflicted yeah. about dick. <laughs> you women. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had the awesome line: "You forget I'm your reality check." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I thought, like, you know, there there were so many opportunities where she could have fucking just talked to him and just reached. I want to see the deleted scene where where uh, Joe Pantoliano hooks up with Steve Buscemi. I thought you were going to say oh Joe God, Pesci. Yeah. I would have been <laughs> How am I doing? <laughs> Too hot for TV. Um, oh, also, Final Wizard. That's uh, very I, interesting, um, Final Wizard. Yo, what am I shoving in your mouth? What's a fishing? What am I, a fucking clown? <laughs> nice slip, asshole. <laughs> Um, I also found that if you're trying to screw your friend's wife within the first minute of meeting her, you should really evaluate your personality and what kind of friend you are. And uh, yeah. don't ever work for a cable company in any capacity because it'll just end in tragedy. It doesn't matter yeah, if you're, you're like 40s. the vice president yeah. or just like a random cable guy. Just don't do it. Yeah, if you're in your 40s, it's acceptable because you've accepted your life is going nowhere at that point. But if you're in your 20s, kill yourself. Yep, just do it. Yep, Throw yourself into yeah. the middle but of the bayou and let it take you. That job gave him, like, the uh, it gave Johnny the uh, excellent opportunity to make a little uh, doodle tattoo on his arm. <laughs> Yeah, I think. Yeah. So, I mean. Black Rose of Faith. Which, again, should Maybe have been the title he's... of the film. Maybe that's yes. what he's doing now at the end of the movie. Since he lived, he's a junkie on the streets going, you want a Black Rose of Fate tattoo? It only costs $20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the surviving characters are just busking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this Lord. whole movie just seemed like it should have been like a, a play, like a staged play. It was pretentious <laughs> like a play, only it wasn't focused like a play. Yeah. It should just never have been. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's that. Well, but just like imagine, though, scene... like, like you know, you're a couple of perverts and you go into the theater and it's like the early 90s and you're like, huh, what are we going to see? Oh, well, you know, they got that Zandaline movie playing right there. No, I'd rather see Return to Two Moon Junction. Oh, yeah, no, with the buttocks in them. Oh, yeah, let's watch that. <laughs> well, well, like the opening yeah. scene, they may as well have just said, here we are in New Orleans. Yeah, they got all those, all those yeah. goddamn 
crane shots, you know, the of the French Quarter. Everything shot in New Orleans is the damn French Quarter. Every time it's like, Minami, how you say, the Balconies. I will have the mint julep, no? Oh, the Pim Cup. There is more to it, but apparently not. Yeah, but... but well, yeah. And I think they show almost all of the characters, including, I think, Marissa Tomei in that, that opening Oh, shot. it wanted to be a musical. It, 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 it would have been fun. It's, it's the beginning of My Fair Lady. You know, they're all freeze-framed, fake, you know, and then they're all like, Everybody <laughs> who is here is here. It's a smashing, positively dashing. In New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Joshua Logan Zandley. <laughs> It's just that really odd period of transitioning from 80s to 90s where it just didn't know what it was mm. yet. And yeah, I you think know. I may have said it already. And if I have, I don't give a shit. But with New Orleans, yeah, you either have Interview with a Vampire New Orleans or you have Midsummer Night's Dream New Orleans. You just don't have yeah. the actual New Orleans. Well, clearly Mr. Pillsbury there did not set the world on fire as a filmmaker <laughs> in any capacity. You know, you, oh my you think, fucking god! You, you could have hired. You could have. They, they should have got one of those militant executive producers. Be like, no, the sex actually has to be sexy. You know, maybe no, a visual I, consultant. I, you know, I just thought of a better casting. You could still keep the same actress as Zandali, but in the part of uh, Judge Reinhold, put in Martin Short, and then get ready <laughs> for this shit in the part of Cage. Put in Mister Bean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just Ron Atkinson all the way. Just hello. Donnie Collins. Hello. <laughs> Pen. We're not red snatches in your face. What have you done with your hair? <laughs> what? I want to see his fucking portrait of him. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't so be worse than what we got him. in the film. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're here. Uh, for <laughs> oh, good lord! Uh, you guys have anything else? Uh, uh, plugging. Plugs, well, plugs. I, I was going to get to that. Um, first, I, I should say, please, please, please listen, follow, rate, and review Cage's Kiss on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, <laughs> and YouTube. <laughs> if you don't have a Podcoin account, but you'd like to start one, be sure to use the code Cage's Kiss, all one word, no apostrophe, to get extra points for you and for us. Win-win. Oh. Now for plugs. What y'all got? Well, instead of uh, having Zandali running in the background, this time I have an episode of Renegade, and that's going a lot better. Yeah. People at home, <laughs> don't watch Zandali, just watch Renegade. Renegade. Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> TV's Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Hangs out with TV's Frank. <laughs> Uh, uh, you guys can check out my YouTube oh. at uh, A.A. Smith, or you could just search in YouTube Leo the Fox. That'll bring it up, too, and uh, watch me do, like, drawing videos and cartoons yeah. and complain about books. And you can find my DVR under Leo the Fox. I put stuff on there. And Donnie has something. I have a book of anal poetry, poetry I wrote out of my ass coming out this month, <laughs> and I am not going to answer those phone calls Good idea. because people just want to keep buying my books. <laughs> Buy Otherwise, my I am book. unrealgoals at twitter.com. <laughs> Stop calling me. I ain't got money to pay you. Uh, Anywho, It's I Slim responding say, to yeah. your fan letter. Yes! <laughs> Every it's time you call me, it's vibrating the phone up my ass. So I would recommend <laughs> not giving me the little giggle fits I get from it. Tee -hee, Otherwise, tee -hee. I was in line at the bank. Twitter is all I am. <laughs> and the boy who blew. On and the boy who blew. <laughs> Uh, as for me all i've really got going is uh roy Syphilis? rage oh <laughs> i thought you were gonna say that rash <laughs> roy rage and a constant ringing in my right ear uh, i got a ringing in my rear <laughs> <laughs> and uh this is why i can't because of the roid rage i i can't record too long with donnie and adrian you can't either <laughs> <laughs> 
otherwise I'll be serving time this week and that will be my plug um. but remember you can find Cage's Kiss on Facebook and on Twitter at Cage's Kiss you can visit our website at cageskiss.com uh, all of course without that apostrophe and uh, as one word and you can write to us at cageskiss at gmail.com we will be seeing you next week with Honeymoon in Vegas oh we got some uh, SJP and some con. <laughs> <laughs> You're making it sound too good when you but, say that, though. It's like the star of Bottle Rocket and Thief. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess this is the time where we say, nice slip, asshole. <laughs> this is your cage's kiss off. Xanali. Xanali. In New Orleans, hey, what the hell? <laughs> Port of Call. <laughs> the bad lieutenant's coming for you. <laughs> coming, knocking on door. Coming, knocking on door. I could eat a page for hours. Please.